Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Chris Buetti to the show. He is the co-founder and CEO of Lion Eyes. Chris, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, great to be, great to have you here. So let's start this house off. Tell us a little bit about your SaaS background. Yeah, so before Lion Eyes, I didn't have any. Um, okay. I was actually, yeah, um, I was actually kind of a, a real ones and zeros type of guy. I have a background in mathematics and statistics. Um, and most of my career, I was working in data science and uh, in software engineering, right? So, you know, I when I finally got around to, to Lionize, it was kind of a new world to me, right? And there's a lot of, you know, actually when I started Lionize, I didn't even know what SAS meant or what it even stood mm -hmm. for. But over the years of doing this, you know, I've actually pivoted from starting as, in, you know, just a traditional marketing company, more of like an agency, to a software company. And, and I've learned all about that <laughs> along the way. So... Um, it's a fairly new sector to me, but I one I think I'm I'm picking up pretty quickly. Okay, yeah, really interesting. Love that. So, really technical background, math, software engineering, data science, and then yeah. so Lionize. So you said it started as an agency, and then you turned it into a product. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's pretty funny. Lionize actually started um, from a project I did as part of an interview for my last corporate world job. Um, so I, I did this project, it kind of blew up a little bit, people were reaching out to me, uh, it all revolved around social media. So I kind of just took on these clients, uh, without really knowing what I was going to do for them, right? Just like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll help you. A um, little bit of like a side business. And it was more kind of custom to whatever they were asking me to do. And all of those asks, those requirements had to do with influencer marketing. Hey, Chris, we want to use social media creators to promote our products or our services or whatever it is. Found myself, you know, just kind of ad hoc building things until I got to the point where it was pretty repeatable, kind of built it into a software platform and made a quasi pivot to that instead. So started off as more of like a service mm -hmm. where I would kind of entertain clients and say, hey, what can I help you with? What can I build for you? heard the same things over and over again and turn that into a software platform. So had a little bit of a pivot a few years ago and, and yeah. it's been a platform since. Yeah, that's great. And you see that a lot. It seems service businesses, agency businesses, then yeah, how can we systematize this service into a product and into a SaaS product? Exactly, um, yep. And so I'm curious, it was kind of a, a side project or a project for an interview you said for a company. Did you ever go to that company or did you just take this idea and run with it? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I was working as a software engineer at NBC, and I wanted to get back into my roots to the math and the data science and the statistics and things like that. Um, and I applied for a job at the NBA. I'm a huge basketball fan, so it was like a dream job for me. Unfortunately, I'm a, a big Knicks fan, and I've always wanted to work at the league. And uh, I applied for a job there as a data scientist, and they actually kind of shut me down pretty quickly. And said, hey, look, we only really hire PhDs and people with their masters. So if you want a job here, you need to do something that maybe is a little outside the box that you could show off, you know, show us that you know how to actually do these things and, and that you're creative and whatnot. So my first instinct was to do something about basketball, right? And then I thought about it and said, that's probably what everyone is kind of doing as a little bit of a side project to get a job there. So I kind of shifted and in the interviewing process, they had brought up that the NBA was trying to use social media influencers a few times and they were really struggling in doing so. Um, so I thought to myself, maybe I can do a project that revolved around these social media creators 
and show that off and add a little bit of like a machine learning and data science twist to it and be like, look, I'm an authority in this category. I can help you with that if you want to go down that route, but I actually know how to program, automate things and, and use artificial intelligence. So that's what I did. Um, and yes, I, I got the job. I worked there for about a year as a data scientist. Um, but as I did this, you know, I kind of continued going with this project. I started writing about this project I did and it gained a lot of traction. I had a few companies reach out to me and wrote about this project I did. And then, you know, I kind of had an influx of potential prospects coming, coming to my inbox. And that's how I got my first clients. Oh, wow. Love that story. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. So yeah, now perfect segue. Tell us a little bit about what uh, Lionize does. Yeah. So Lionize is a software platform that brands and agencies can use to find work with and basically complete the full life cycle of an influencer marketing campaign. So we're a little bit different in how we operate. So when I was an agency and a lot of my clients wanted to use influencer marketing, I, as the person that was trying to help them, went out to the world and looked for tools to make my life easier in doing so. Um, so I tried all these kind of popular tools that were out there, the, the grins and the taggers and whatnot. And I found myself very dissatisfied. Um, even my clients who were coming to me were former users of those platforms and they were dissatisfied as well. So the way their platforms, these platforms kind of worked was um, there was like the marketplace, right? There was brands on one side, there was influencers on the other side and you kind of worked and talked with each other inside the platform. And there was a couple of issues I saw with that, but kind of the main ones being that it still took a lot of time to do it. Like, don't get me wrong and organized it a little bit and put it in an ecosphere, but I was still sitting there talking to influencers all day, writing messages, et cetera. Um, and what also more importantly started happening is the world of influencer marketing and these creators really changed. And I'm sure you've heard the term micro influencer being thrown around or these people that are kind of in these certain categories, maybe they're not Tom Brady or Kim Kardashian, but th th they're influential, right? And because they're smaller, you can work with a lot more of them because they cost less, right? And trying to scale an influencer marketing program in these like marketplace communication-based systems was a real struggle. So essentially what we do is we act as more of like a headhunter or a job recruiter, if you will, almost like a zip recruiter, but for influencer marketing. So a brand or agency will come on our platform. They'll fill out exactly what they want to happen, the types of influencers they want to work with, how much they want to incentivize them, what they want them to do within this content, et cetera. Our system will automatically create almost like a job application, like as if you were hiring, let's just say an accountant or something like that, but for an influencer. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll go out directly to social media and start looking for these creators that fit this persona that the brand filled out. So we're not just solely relying on a you know, a backend of influencers that are already signed up on our platform. We're going straight to Instagram. We're going straight to these social media platforms, finding them, reaching out to them and saying, hey, you know, we have this opportunity. You may be a good fit for it. Sending them the application, having them easily apply to it. And then when those submissions come in, a brand can kind of give a thumbs up or just thumbs down. For the ones they do give a thumbs up on, our, our system handles the rest from there. The contracting, the payment, the tracking, et cetera. Um, it's really, you know, you could kind of sit back and watch the results come in. So instead of having to sit there and talk to influencers all day and look through them, we all do that. You, you just kind of say yes or no. And for the ones you select, yes, we bring them through the whole cycle. Yeah, and I love that comparison for those of us maybe new to this space where it's like, say, recruiting an in-house position, right? You're, the brands come to you, hey, recruit some influencers for us. You find them, you vet them, you prove them. Now you write you on board, say that employee, that influencer, and then take it. Exactly. Right? Like you said, that life cycle management from start to finish. Yep. 
And how Absolutely. how does the the revenue or pricing model work for you? Is it a, a platform fee, success fee? Like how, how does the how does your, your revenue stream work for this? Yeah, so we're a monthly subscription model. We don't take anything that goes between the brand and the influencer if cash is involved. Um, so that is a common thing of some of our competitors, right? Mm-hmm. They add another 5% on top of that or whatever it is. Um, we, we facilitate it through our platform, but it's we don't take a cut of it. Um, we're just a monthly subscription fee, and that's based off the number of creators you decide to work with per month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Love that. So yeah, no cut, no taking a piece of the action in there, just, just charge them for the value that they get from your platform. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Love it. So when, when was your company founded? When did you found Lion Eyes? Yeah. So we started Lion Eyes in 2018 for the first year and a half, two years, we were an agency, like I was kind of mentioning, just doing those projects, pivoted to the software platform. And we've been in market now for about, we've had our full software launch for about 18 months now. Okay. So Founded 2018, first year or two agency, then pivoted to SaaS. So about SaaS for the last 18 months then, you said? Yep. Okay. And and where are you guys located? So uh, we're in New York City. We have a presence in New York City, but a lot of our employees are kind of all over the map or, you know, a remote company. You can come into the office if you want. If you don't want to, you don't have to. We have employees mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, Boston, Kansas City, North Carolina, um, so we're remote, but with a presence mm-hmm. in New York City. Okay, great. And how many employees and contractors do you have? About 15 total, um, mm-hmm. including okay. myself. Yeah. Yep. Okay, 15. And then any, uh, say, revenue range, ARR size that you'd want to share as far as your scale? Yes, yeah, so but we're um, a little bit north of a million in ARR uh, mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, and... Uh, so you just raised a seed round. It looks like about $3 million in a seed round. And is that total capital raised to date through that seed round? Is that $3 million? So, so we, before that, between angel investors and, you know, kind of some smaller investments, we had raised about $1.4 million. Um, so this seed round was $3 million for a total, you know, 4.4. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And then what, you know, always interesting. So you raised the, the 1.4 and then the 3 million seed. So what did you see that said, hey, it's time to raise an additional round of funding, say the 3 million? What were those triggers, indicators that you saw that said, hey, we're ready for this? Yeah, I would say the main one would be the actual market. And I'm, I'm not talking about the venture capital market. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the influencer marketing market. It's very quickly growing. People really want to get into it. People are taking parts of their marketing budgets and dedicating it towards it now, right? And we could have, you know, like we could have gone a little bit slower, bootstrapped our way, maybe, you know, saved a few shares here and there. Uh, but we really wanted to take advantage of how quickly this market was growing and stay on top and stay ahead of our competition and whatnot. So that's what was the main thing that we wanted to do to propel us into mm-hmm. uh, into doing a, a fundraising round. And additionally, everything I have described so far about Lion Eyes was, has only been plugged into Instagram. Instagram is the most popular influencer marketing platform, right? People mm-hmm. choose to do influencer marketing on Instagram mostly. But uh, as these kind of other social media platforms are popping up, TikTok and some other things, we want to be able to, you know, expand to those as well. And that was the other kind of uh, main thing we were looking at. Okay. So you saw just that market was growing. You see marketing budgets being allocated towards influencer as a channel of acquisition. And then 
obviously Instagram, big influencer platform, but then you saw, you know, the other social media channels growing as well, you know, so you could also look at that to, you know, look beyond Instagram then. Yeah, correct. So right now, the way I like to describe it is our platform looks at a creator as a creator on Instagram. And we want to get to the point where we just look at them as a creator. They may have all these different presences everywhere else, but we're looking at, we want to be able to look at them as an individual, as not an individual on a certain platform. So we're getting there. We built it in a way, we had to start somewhere. We chose Instagram and we did a good job building it in a way that it could be easily plug and play with other platforms. And now it's just kind of some of the backend work that we're using, we're, we're doing right now to kind of, to get that going. Yeah. And what are, you know, you know, of course I use some social media channels, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. but not, you know, big on Instagram, but what, I mean, what are those popular influencer channels besides Instagram? You mentioned TikTok, anything else? Yeah, real, they're really anywhere, everywhere and anywhere, right? So like, you know, there's obviously the, the kind of low hanging fruit between Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and things like that, right? But there are also a lot of these other platforms that may surprise some people, right? Um, so I know people who have a big following are being are very influential on things like Discord, right? That's not something you might think of all of a sudden, but if they have a lot of people, you know, following them or, you know, joining their channels or whatever it is, or LinkedIn, right? Someone may just kind of be a popular name in the business world, not even realizing he or she has, you know, a decent amount of pull if they were to promote something. Um, so blogs like you have, right? Um, if someone just likes to write, you know, and they have a lot of followers, they have some pull too, right? So kind of just everywhere, everywhere um, that someone has an online presence, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't even have to be online, but where someone has a presence, where someone has a following, um, that can be used as yeah. kind of a platform for, for influencer marketing. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So influencers out there, if you have a presence, Chris is coming after you, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah. So any tips and tricks that you've learned, you learned from that, that 3 million raise, anything that stands out, you know, pain points or things you wish you had known before, you know, you had raised that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I guess I really, this was my first time doing, you know, a fundraiser. Right? I'm a first time entrepreneur. Um, I had never done this before. Right. So it was kind of the wild west to me at least. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and what I, I wish I knew a little bit earlier um, was what would be the common requests of these investors to see, right? The types of financials and documents and projections and things like that. And then, you know, kind of just being able to adjust them for whatever kind of unique thing that a specific VC may have wanted. Um, but I kind of was doing everything ad hoc every time I talked to a different investor, right? Oh, can we see this? And I'd like to spend all night like putting this document together, right? And I should have done a better job of having those things kind of ready to go. Um, and you know, what I've, what I've also kind of learned um, is that these kind of venture capitalists, um, in, this is something you kind of know intuitively, but, you know, I really saw this when I had these conversations is like, you know, to be very blunt, like they don't, they don't care about you. They don't care about what's going on in your life. Like, is the company going to make money? Or am I going to make a return and more on my investment? And that's all they care about, right? They don't care about, you know, what, what wrong that you got sick, that you got like, you know, they want to, they want, they, they don't want to, you know, mess around. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that was a big shift for me from like angel investors who are a little bit more personal and things like that to these VCs who are more kind of, you know, cookie cutter. So mm -hmm. something I kind of uh, picked up and, and wish I was ready for. Um, and then I guess, and I guess the last kind of quick mm -hmm. thing is um, I, 
there's one very popular thing that I had read about or heard about when I was raising money is that, you know, you don't want to waste your time talking to people kind of lower on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to get to the decision makers. You want to get mm-hmm. to the principals or the, the managers and stuff like that. Um, and so my first kind of go at it, I was, every time I was talking to someone I found to be lower on the, the hierarchy, mm-hmm. I would say, oh, this isn't going to, you know, it's not going to come out to anything. I need, I'm not talking to a decision maker and I'm, I'm just wasting my time and they're just finding something to do, which turned out to be extremely not true for me. Um, our two VCs, um, the, the people I came, I, I got my closest connections were kind of new hires, kind of younger people who I, I built bonds with and I was able to kind of work my way up and, and get in front of the right people. Um, so, you know, people would always say to me like, hey, don't waste your time talking to, you know, that lower level investor or something like that. And I found that to be not super true at all. I, I find myself to be, I would even say I'm good friends with those initial people mm-hmm. I, I met on the lower level. So, you know, look at every opportunity and don't kind of, you know, brush something off because you, you might've read something or heard something or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. That, that's great advice because yeah, you see the junior guys reach out right there prospecting, just like, you know, SaaS companies are prospecting for clients. Exactly. And then you, you, you know, develop that relationship they pass you on work you up the up the chain at that investment firm now maybe if you're like exactly. fifth time founder fifth time exit couple public companies then yeah maybe you get that direct deal you know, partner in the investment firm but yeah love, love that advice yeah. uh, so what's what is next for lion eyes what's what's exciting that's coming up for you guys yeah so <clears throat> i i kind of alluded to a little bit earlier but like i said we wanted to prove this concept prove that lion eyes kind of did the influencer marketing process perfectly, that we knew the best way to find influencers, reach out to them, get in touch with them. We had the flow down and we needed somewhere to start. So we chose Instagram. And now that we got it down, we're very confident we got a good product market fit. We want to start expanding to kind of some other social media platforms and other things. So people can not only use Lion Eyes for uh, you know, influencer marketing on Instagram, they can use it to find potential podcast guests. They could find it to you know, people too that are writing blogs, you can use it to find people that are making YouTube videos. Um, and just kind of having that, that whole, you know, whole flywheel in our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other things that, um, you know, that are always in the back of our mind as, as we move forward is, um, I, like I was telling you earlier, I come from a heavy data background, mm-hmm. right? My whole life, my whole career, my education was in analyzing data and making decisions with data. And as time has gone on, and we've been doing this for a few years now, we have, you know, actually come up with or or built a large amount of data, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to both ourselves use that data and other companies be able to use that data to help make decisions. So trends in the influencer marketing world, trends in social media, trends in how people are looking at consumer goods and things like that. So kind of just tackling those two two efforts are are kind of what Mm -hmm. we're, we're looking forward to, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, Chris, really appreciate the time and telling us your story and and how you uh, you know transitioned from services to SaaS. So, if people want to learn more about Lionize, where can they where can they find you online? Yeah, so you can you can go to our website www.lionize.ai. Um, and seriously, you can either go on my co-founder and I just book a meeting on our calendar. Okay. We 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 leave our calendar links pretty open. People can come book a meeting if they want to come learn more. Um, so feel free, come come learn more, and uh, we'd be happy to work with you. Great, perfect. And that's L-I-O-N-I-Z-E dot A-I, correct? Yep. 
All right. Well, perfect. Book a meeting with Chris and his co-founder. Learn more about Lionize. And Chris, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me.